What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress Zazie Betts and the movie Amsterdam. First, let's talk about Zazie Betts. Betts is best known for playing Van on the FX series Atlanta, created by and co-starring Donald Glover, Brian Tyree Henry, and Lakeith Stanfield. For season two, Betts received an Emmy nomination for Best Supporting Actress. One of the critiques of the series has been how and when her character shows up. Van is not in every single episode of Atlanta, and I would say to that 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 is what is unique and special about the character. She's not the traditional, prototypical, boring love interest to the main character of the show, who is just there in the background. When she is there, she is a main part of the episodes. She's given a prominent role. For example, she was the sole star of the season three finale of the show. I love how the relationship between Van, played by Betts, and Earn, played by Glover, is more complicated than will they, won't they. Currently, I've been watching the fourth and final season of this series. I love everything about Atlanta. All of the cast members have gone on to prominence, and so has Zazie Betts. The other series that Betts has been a part of is called Easy, a show by director Joe Swanberg where each episode focuses on one romantic relationship. Betts shared her episodes with Dave Franco. I saw her in that show before I ever watched Atlanta. It just felt like Betts came out fully formed as a star, and Betts has started not not one, but two huge comic book movies, and they've shown her range as an actress. In Deadpool 2, she plays Domino with Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin and shows her comedic side. Then she appeared in Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, which is more dramatic. Betts plays Sophie, Arthur Fleck's neighbor. There is a strong possibility of Betts reprising these roles in the future. The Joker sequel is adding Lady Gaga, and Deadpool 3 is adding Hugh Jack Jackman, who is of course reprising his role of Wolverine. I like how she's in these big comic book movies, but also does interesting projects outside of them. She's not only known for just them. Betts hasn't been around all that long, but she has appeared in so many different genres of movies. A sports movie with High Flying Bird, a historical drama with Seaberg, a sci-fi movie with Nine Days, a western with The Harder They Fall, and an action movie with Bullet Train, and has never felt out of place in any of them, Betts is someone who could fit in any kind of movie. She has never been typecast as any particular type of role. You can't put her career in a box. She's not been just one thing. And I think a big part of that is the filmmakers she's aligned herself with. Donald Glover and Hiro Mirai with Atlanta. I mean, those two are brilliant. The indie darling Joe Swanberg with Easy. She's worked with David Leach twice with Deadpool 2 and Bullet Train. And then you have Joker with Todd Phillips, who is best known for comedies, but has made his way to becoming a really solid dramatic director. She, of course, worked with Steven Soderbergh on High Flying Bird and is going to work with him again on the HBO Max miniseries Full Circle. And why I'm excited about that show is because Betts has yet to be given a leading role. I mean, that is going to co-star Claire Danes and Timothy Oliphant. Betts just hasn't missed with the project she's picked thus far in her career. I look at Betts as someone who is well known, who I think is going to become bigger and bigger because I do think she's going to be 
given really good leading roles in the future. I think for as big as she is right now, she's about to explode. I think when we look back at her career, we're not going to say that Atlanta was the high marker. We're going to say it was the beginning of something. And that's also the way I feel about her Atlanta castmates. I feel like this is the beginning of Donald Glover. I couldn't be more excited for his Mr. and Mrs. Smith series. I think that's going to be wild. Brian Tyree Henry, I think that guy is going to continue to evolve as an actor. And Lakeith Stanfield, who has already been Oscar nominated. For as good as these people have been on Atlanta, I think they are going to continue to get better as performers. There is a part of me that is sad that the show Atlanta is ending because I want to continue to see Donald Glover and Zazie Betts share the screen. I think they have excellent chemistry and I hope those two continue to work together once the show ends. My favorite performances from Betts are of course in Atlanta. It's the project that made her a star. I love seeing her work with Donald Glover again. I think they have great chemistry. I also think Van is one of the best female characters on television in recent memory. I love the fact that we don't worry every episode if they're going to end up together. I love how complicated the character is. I love how she goes through actual emotional things that matter. I know a lot of people did not like season three of the show, but one of the aspects I really did like was her journey trying to figure out what she wants her life to be like and how she was lost at times. I find her character to be the most relatable one on the show. It's hard to relate to Paperboy because he's a famous rapper. It's hard to relate to Earn because he's gone to Stanford and he's a genius. It's easy to relate to Van because she's the normal one of the group who is just seeing them explode. She also wants to be more than a mom. Like, you understand what her character is going through and you feel empathy towards that. The other performance is in High Flying Bird where she plays the former assistant of a basketball agent played by Andre Holland. This is one of the best modern sports movies and bets is one of the absolute best things about it. If you recently watched the Adam Sandler movie Hustle, you'd enjoy High Flying Bird. The most underrated performance of Betts' career is in the western The Harder They Fall. I loved her scenes with Jonathan Majors and Regina King. She was able to hold her own against two of the best actors working today. I think that movie deserved more recognition. It was one of my favorites of last year. Her Atlanta co-star Lakeith Stanfield was also fantastic in this movie. This movie should have been nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. When looking at Betts' career, it's crazy to think that she's really only been prominent for about five to six years since Atlanta begun, and she's already done so much work. She's been in so many good projects. You'd think she's been around a decade. That's why I'm excited, because I think the best is yet to come, and I think she's going to continue to do really good projects and work with really great filmmakers. It's also crazy to think about the people she's shared the screen with. She's been in movies with Joaquin Phoenix, one of the best actors ever, Brad Pitt, one of our best movie stars, Ryan Reynolds, one of the best comedians. Betts is simply one of the most interesting actresses working today. Here's a list of noteworthy performances given by Zazie Betts. Atlanta, Easy, Deadpool 2, High Flying Birds, Seaberg, Joker, Nine Days, The Heart 
harder they fall and the bad guys. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Amsterdam. Here's a quick synopsis. Three friends who met during World War I reunite more than a decade later to solve the mystery of who killed their former commander and mentor Bill Meekins. The film stars Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Robert De Niro, Rami Malek, Anya Taylor-Joy, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Taylor Swift, Zoe Zeldana, Alessandro Nivola, Chris Rock, Andrea Riseborough, Matthias Schoenart, and Timothy Oliphant. Standout performances. Amsterdam is full of stars. Let's start by talking about the free leads. Christian Bale is best known for being a serious dramatic actor, although in recent years he's shown his more comedic side in Adam McKay's The Big Short and Vice. He's one of the few actors who can play a character like Bert in Amsterdam and pull it off. It's like Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. That role in another person's hands would feel ridiculous. Bale walks the line between real person and caricature. This is Bale's third movie with director David O. Russell. Russell brings out the best of Bale as an actor. He gave his absolute best performance in The Fighter and is brilliant in American Hustle. Bale has had a tremendous 2022 with Amsterdam and Thor Love and Thunder and later this year he's starring in The Pale Blue Eye with the Queen's Gambit star Harry Melling playing Edgar Allan Poe. It will be Bale's third film with director Scott Cooper. In her short career, Margot Robbie has already worked with Martin Scorsese on The Wolf of Wall Street and Quentin Tarantino on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and now seems on a mission to work with every prestigious filmmaker. This year she has a movie directed by David O. Russell, Babylon from Damien Chazelle, and has movies coming out with Wes Anderson, Asteroid City, and Greta Gerwig with the highly anticipated Barbie. In Amsterdam, she's given a fun, eccentric role. I really do believe that Robbie is in the running for biggest movie star on planet Earth right now. I mean, not only is she getting Oscar nominations for movies like I, Tonya, and Bombshell, but she's also in these big projects like The Suicide Squad, playing Harley Quinn, a character she's made iconic, and it seems like she's going to be in even bigger blockbuster movies. There's the possibility of her being the star of the next Pirates of the Caribbean film, and she's going to be in the reboot of Ocean's Eleven. Every great director wants to work with her, and every franchise wants her to be a part of it. That's a great place to be. The third lead of Amsterdam is John David Washington, who I've become a big fan of from Black Klansman, Tenet, and Malcolm and Marie. In Amsterdam, he's given the least to do of the leads, but is super charismatic and has undeniable chemistry with both Bale and Robbie. Washington's next film is True Love from Star Wars Rogue One director Gareth Edwards. It is interesting to note that John David Washington's character in Amsterdam was going to be played by Michael B. Jordan. I think that would have been a completely different kind of movie. Let's talk about the supporting players in Amsterdam. I love that this movie was able to show the multiple sides of Anya Taylor-Joy, how she can play a seemingly innocent character with a mysterious dark side. I, like many, am upset that Anya Taylor-Joy won't be in Robert Eggers' highly anticipated Nosferatu with Bill Skarsgård and Nicholas Holt, but am excited she's starring in Scott Derrickson's next movie, The Gorge with Miles Teller. I also can't wait to see the menu with Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt and Ray Fiennes. I understand a lot of people are annoyed that Anya Taylor-Joy is in everything, and you can say the same thing about Margot Robbie, that they're in everything, and my counter-argument to that would be they're both brilliant actresses who are both just taking advantage 
advantage of the moment because there will be lean years where they won't be given these amazing opportunities. Both Margot Robbie and Anya Taylor-Joy have never been bad in a single movie and should continue to be given these great opportunities. I also can't wait to see Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach in the Mario movie. The last point I'll make on this is it seems we only get mad at actresses for being in everything. Like we were mad about Jennifer Lawrence being overexposed. We were mad about Brie Larson being overexposed. Now some people are mad about Anya Taylor-Joy being in everything. We're never mad when a male lead is the lead of everything. I've never heard anyone say, I wish Brad Pitt was in less movies. I've never heard anyone say, I wish Christian Bale was in less movies. I wish he wasn't getting casted. We only seem to do this with females, which is ridiculous. I want to see Anya Taylor-Joy in as many good movies as possible. Robert De Niro, in my opinion, has done his best recent work with David O. Russell in the film Silver Linings Playbook, where he was Oscar-nominated, American Hustle, and Joy. He's not the actor that he used to be, but if you give him one great moment like in Todd Phillips' Joker, he can thrive, and that's what he does in Amsterdam. De Niro will next reunite with Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Killers of the Flowers Moon with Jesse Plemons and Brendan Fraser. The person who impressed me the most in Amsterdam is Zoe Zeldana. She should be a bigger star. I loved her in The Adam Project. Her and Bale have great chemistry in this. They also had great chemistry when they worked together in Out of the Furnace. She's got big movies coming. Avatar, Way of the Water, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. There's a part of me that wishes this whole movie focused on the relationship between Bales and Zeldana's character. They're that good. And finally, I really liked Oscar winner Rami Malek in this movie. It's, for me, his best post-Bohemian Rhapsody role. He's an interesting actor who should play interesting roles like in No Time to Die, not dull leading parts like in The Little Things. And Amsterdam gave him that opportunity. Malik is one of the big names who will be in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. I think Malik understands that he should be a character actor and not a dull leading man. And I think that's a big deal because that's how you get to be in as many good movies as possible. I did want to take a minute to talk about Taylor Swift who is only in a few scenes in Amsterdam. She's really good in this. This is not Swift's first movie. She's also had roles in Valentine's Day, The Lorax, The Giver, and The Disaster That Was Cats. She also really impressed me with her short film All Too Well with Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. I would like to see Taylor Swift act and direct again. Let's talk about the director of Amsterdam, David O. Russell. I understand Russell has become a divisive filmmaker due to his behavior on and off set. Let me be honest. I'm here to judge him as a director and I have to admit I click with most of his work. I think The Fighter and Free Kings are masterpieces and I really like Flirting with Disaster, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle and Joy. Another film disliked by most. His work resonates with me. The Fighter was the first real dramatic movie I fell in love with. Me liking his movies is not an endorsement of him as a human being. When I was first starting to get into movies, he was at the height of his powers with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. They starred in what? Those free movies together. Silver Linings Playbook, where Jennifer Lawrence won the Oscar. American Hustle and Joy. And I just like The Fighter more than any movie I've ever seen. I love Mark Wahlberg in that 
movie. Christian Bale is incredible in that film. I was so excited when that guy won Best Supporting Actor for that movie. And I liked Amsterdam a lot, but it's far from a perfect movie. It's very good, but not great, mostly because it tries to answer a lot of complicated questions with a very simple answer that I won't reveal, but it left me unsatisfied. I'll also be the first to admit I love any movie that's filled with movie star after movie star. I think Ocean's Eleven is one of the best movies ever. I really enjoyed Don't Look Up last year. I love these movies with these huge cast full of movie stars. I'm a fan of these actors. Of course, there's a bias there. I grew up watching Christian Bale. I think he is the best actor working today. I think Margot Robbie is arguably the best actress working right now. And overall, I really like their performances in this movie. I know a lot of critics have come out after watching this movie and say they don't know what it's really about. I don't love a simple movie. I also like complicated. I like that this movie is a bit messy. I like that it's not very straightforward. It's trying to be something different. If I watched this movie and it reminded me of 10 other movies, I would have been bored by that. I think this film was going for something and I think for the most part, it reached it. I also don't agree with what people are doing online where they share one scene of a movie and go, look, this thing is terrible. I mean, yeah, any scene out of context looks bad. I think if you watch the overall film Amsterdam, you might come to the conclusion that there's something interesting there. I'm not saying it's one of the best movies of 2022. I'm not saying it's David O. Russell's best movie. I think it is a movie worth seeing and one that I really enjoyed. Overall, I may be in the minority on this, but for me, Amsterdam is an above average movie. Yes, with a cast as loaded as this, it should probably be great. This film is not as bad as most critics would let you believe. Also, again, I'm just a sucker for movie stars. It's not every day you get to see three Oscar winning actors in one movie among numerous other nominees and likely future nominees. I feel like 2022 has been a year where people are not rating the movies. They're rating what's going on outside of the movies like Blonde, like Amsterdam, and like Don't Worry Darling. I am here to just rate the movies and I liked the movie Amsterdam. It's also worth saying that this movie cost $80 million to make. It did not do very well at the box office and that's fair. That's a fair critique of the film. People did not go out and see this movie. That's very fair. I also understand if you didn't like this movie, it's not going to be for everyone. I enjoyed what was going on on screen in Amsterdam. I thought it was a fun movie. It was different than the other David O. Russell movies. It was a little bit more like I Heart Huckabees, which I also really liked. Movies don't have to be either great or bad. There can be this weird in-between, and I think Amsterdam is in that in-between. With a cast like this, this movie should be great. Last year, Don't Look should have been great, but just because they weren't great doesn't mean they're not good at all. I think Amsterdam is a really good film. I'll be the first to admit I walked into this movie wanting to like it and did, but I also really wanted to like Don't Worry Darling. I didn't like that movie. I am rating these movies about how I feel about the movie, not the outside noise. Amsterdam is a fun mystery film. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't think it should be nominated for any Oscars. I'm just saying I enjoyed watching it. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday 
on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I highly recommend you check out the work of Zazie Betts and watch the movie Amsterdam next week on the podcast. I'm talking about two period piece comedies, Rosalind starring Caitlin Deaver and Catherine Called Birdie starring Bella Ramsey, written and directed by Lena Dunham. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.